0: Hey, it's Kate. Hey, it's Anissa. Fasco Works has a bonus episode for you today. It's part of a custom podcast called Productivity Confidential, produced in partnership with Citrix. We'll be back next week with a new episode of Secrets of the Most Productive People.
1: I'm Ted Brown, and this is Productivity Confidential, a custom podcast from Fasco Works and Citrix. We'll hear from industry leaders on how you can use emerging strategies and technologies to unlock employee creativity and productivity at your workplace. On this episode... We discussed one of the great promises of the 21st century, remote work. To work remotely, all you need is a laptop and Wi-Fi. But how does your team stay in sync while embracing the work-from-anywhere movement? I talked with Sarah Sutton, the founder of FlexJobs. Her company connects job seekers to flexible and remote positions all over the world, and it's run 100% by remote employees. So hi, Sarah. I'm really glad to have you on the show.
0: Thanks, Ted. It's great to be here. Can you
1: introduce yourself and and talk about FlexJobs a little bit?
0: I'm the CEO and founder of FlexJobs, and FlexJobs is a service that helps people find flexible and remote jobs. We work with people to find jobs that better fit their lives. Flexible and remote jobs. That can be a hybrid of types of flexibility, something like freelance, flexible schedule, alternative schedule, and certainly remote opportunities.
1: You're a founder of a startup. This is something you cared about when you created the company and still care about, obviously. Was there something going on in your life that made you want to found this company?
0: I was pregnant with my first child, and I was looking for professional opportunities that would allow me to stay in my career path while also being the type of involved parent that I that I dreamed of when I started to look at the landscape for myself and research opportunities I quickly saw that it was a needle in the haystack search it was quite difficult to find the professional level career oriented jobs that allowed me that kind of flexibility. And I looked at things like consulting, freelance, part time, uh, and certainly remote options. And while the market has changed dramatically since then, and this was 12 years ago, now there's much more breadth and depth to the types of opportunities that you can find. But at the time, it was quite quite difficult to find these opportunities in any kind of regular job search environment.
1: You've been in, the, in this industry for for more than a decade now. What trends have you been seeing in remote work and in flexibility?
0: Really, I would say that the biggest change I've seen is that we all work remotely already. In, in professional level jobs, 99.9% of people already work remotely. And a lot of people, when I say that, they're like, what are you talking about? The difference is that we're doing it without realizing it. We all check our phones uh, on our commute or at home on the weekends. We work from our laptops, our devices, tablets, etc. And that is remote working. We don't do all of our work sitting at our desk in our office anymore.
1: I mean, that turns the stereotypical vision of what a remote worker looks like on its head, I think. If you're talking about, you know, the have-laptop-will-travel type who want to go live in Bali and and work remotely for a month, you're saying that those are actually in in the the minority of folks.
0: I would say that the digital nomads, as a pure off-the-cuff guesstimate, are less than 1% of what remote work is actually uh, has the opportunity to do for people and for what the general population of remote workers are. Really, the mass majority of people who are interested in remote work. It comes down to really more needs versus wants. It's because they live in a in an economically depressed area or rural area, and they can't find job opportunities near them. It's because they're a working parent um, and they, they struggle with not having enough time to kind of put towards their family the way they'd like to. Um, they don't want to have a, a super commute or a long commute that not only does it suck up time and costs and is bad for the environment, it also is stressful and it's not great for your health. And it can trigger all kinds of different stress and, and anxiety and, and things that are, on, are not good for us is not Really, a great way to start our day, let alone end our day as well, before you go home to your family. So, there's a lot of people who are really looking to. This is more of a, a need for a, a better quality lifestyle, and/or for their health, and/or for their financial well-being than it is that it's just a, a warm fuzzy want.
1: Sarah, I know that you were pregnant with your first child when you started flex shops. Have you seen sort of the impact that remote work has had on expectant mothers and mothers um, in the workforce?
0: So I believe that there's a really huge opportunity for impact from a gender equality standpoint in the workplace, and remote work alleviates a lot of the pain points that many working mothers particularly suffer from with just not having enough time. There aren't enough hours in the day to do everything. And then on top of it, the unpredictability that comes with being a parent. So that could be a sick kid, a doctor's appointment, it could be a school play, it could be whatever – there is that might be scheduled during typical work hours um, and or might be unexpected. So you have to be able to be more fluid with your, your, time and, and not have to drive back and forth a half hour or an hour um, or more in some cases to handle those situations. And so we did a study um, in partnership with a site called Remote Co, where we interviewed the director and C-level uh, leaders of companies and looked at the the breakdown of how many leaders were women versus men. And it was notably higher than the, the traditional workforce. And so we're able to start to see the That if you can give women more flexibility uh, and the opportunity to work remotely, even in part, it can keep them in the workforce and engaged along their career path during motherhood years, which is typically when women leave the workforce and and often come back much later and take much longer breaks than they ever anticipate initially.
1: Now, is FlexJobs as an office a, a remote office?
0: It is Flexjobs is completely remote although we do have uh, team retreats throughout the year so that's kind of our I've, I catch myself from saying we're 100% remote we are we are but we also do do meet in person occasionally.
1: And how do you make sure that everyone is sort of on the same page? It's more than 100 people now Flexjobs?
0: Yes. I'd go back to day 1 of starting a company and as any entrepreneur knows somewhere early in the process, you have to kind of decide how your company culture is going to be, whether it's a conscious decision or not. And for me, it was a very conscious decision. As I mentioned, I had been pregnant with my first son when I came up with the idea. And in starting it, I certainly wanted to create it in the model of my ideal. And that was working from home and it was having flexible hours to a degree. But I didn't want to lose the amazing company culture that I had had with my first company, and one of the best professional compliments I had ever gotten at that point in my career was that that was the best job somebody had ever had uh, working at my first company. And I, I carried that with me. Um, I wanted to create flex jobs to be a great place to work, and that meant valuing the people um, as whole people, not just as not just for their work output, but also giving value um, to who they are and to kind of their personal reason as to why they were doing what they were doing. And that just came back to me. I mean, I was pregnant with my, my child. That was why I wanted it. There was a reason for me. Um, and really, everyone on our team has some reason why, why they want this kind of work flexibility.
1: So, Sarah, how does having a remote staff affect productivity, or does it affect productivity?
0: I would say that our remote staff is the most productive I've ever worked with in my career. You don't need to be concerned about a drop in productivity with remote workers if you're already using best practices management. I'm often asked what's the difference between managing remote workers and on-site workers and truly it's not much if you're using best practices management and proactive communication and that you're really aware of what the the goals are and the key performance indicators are for for your team. How do you know they're doing a good job in the office? And if you have a really good pulse on that, then it's pretty much the same working remotely. And one of the the big false positives of being in in an office is that somebody comes in uh, on time, they're funny, they're well-dressed, they, boy, that, you know, their jokes are just awesome, and they share their food, whatever it is that you like about them. It can give you a false positive on on their productivity and whether they actually are contributing in the types of measurements they need to, to, to be a high performer. I consider remote working uh, a really interesting bellwether into productivity. So if you have somebody who's not working well in the office um, and somebody who's not working well remotely, I firmly believe that you will be able to identify the person working remotely is performing poorly faster than their counterpart in the office um, if you're using good Management techniques. Um, but I think if you're if you're not, um, then that's where you risk either in the office or remotely allowing people to just kind of slide. In the market, there's a lot of fear uh, in the work market. There's a lot of fear around remote work and that people don't work when they work remotely. It kind of goes back to those historical stigmas of, well, if I can't see you, you must be at home eating bonbons or, you know, watching TV. But the fact is, is that survey after survey and study after study shows that that's unfounded concern in this day and age. Uh, We have the technological capabilities to do work anywhere. It's a really important area to acknowledge and not put our head in the sand that while we have had all these advancements in technology of how to work, we're trying to tell people to still work the same way. It doesn't make sense. But when it comes to productivity, the studies say that there are it's equal to or in some cases beyond um, the productivity that you see in an office. The flip side though is, is every worker do they want to work remotely and can they? There are considerations in that. Do they have the right workplace to do it? If they w- want to work from home, do they have a dedicated home office that's quiet and can allow them the focus they need?
1: We'll be back with more of this conversation about working remotely after this short break. At Citrix, we're working hard to simplify the work experience to transform how people collaborate, create, and innovate. As Senior Director of Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging, empowering people to work where they want enables us to reach a diverse talent pool. With Citrix Workspace, our employees can stay connected with each other and access what they need to get work done. Their apps, files, and drives, no matter where they are. I'm Scott Bellina, and I'm helping the world work better. Learn more at citrix.com/fastco. And I want to talk about the other side of the coin quickly, because as a remote worker, as someone who does this quite a lot, I know there are times when cooking a two-hour lunch can uh, be be an attractive alternative to to, uh, sitting down at the computer. And I want to know uh, what your tips are for keeping productive while you're working remotely.
0: There are two sides of that to some degree. One are people who are naturally uh, driven and who really are more at risk for just powering through and actually burning out and and spending too many hours. Um, But if you're somebody who is on that plate, then it comes into things like discipline and, and time management and all of it. For those who are looking to Increase their motivation as as a remote worker and stay on track. Uh, working on your focus um, and also self-discipline, time management. Maybe it's you know simple tools of of setting a timer for yourself of when you should get up and take a break, uh, and when you need to go back to work.
1: I love the timer system personally. I use that a lot at home, so I know uh, I know to set that timer for you know between thirty and forty five minutes, and it, it works like a charm.
0: It can also be simple things like having a comfortable chair and having a ergonomic you know mouse set up. And um, for me, my my dual screens, I can't live without. Uh, that is, <laughs> that I love working from home, um, and I actually end up feeling like I'm at half speed when I'm working on a laptop somewhere. It also depends on your job situation and how your managers manage you. Uh, if you're supposed to be on a clock during certain hours uh, and you need to be available, then then you're held to a little bit more of a framework. But if you have much more flexibility than that, then it is communicating with your colleagues and your manager, certainly, letting them know the expectations of when you're going to be online, letting them know when things are due. I mean, I think just communicating in all areas when it comes to telecommuting. Well, proactive communication is my kind of probably mantra that my team has (laughs) heard thousands of times.
1: When you talk about communication, it feels like uh, it's so much easier to keep it streamlined and sort of efficient and clear. Just based on the technologies that have been coming out lately, my communications as managers and with uh, clients and and with uh, with sources and everything else is just so much better because the technology is there.
0: Absolutely, the workplace collaboration opportunities in terms of platforms—they've just come so far. Yes, there technology is still there. Are areas where you have to find the solution that works best for your team. There can be bumps in the way along along that path to finding it. I'm completely impressed with how well we're able to execute our all of the different areas of what make a healthy company. Again, collaboration and digging into projects and being able to create a company culture and balance these kind of more modern workforce ways of evolving. And I think that remote work it also conveys to your workers that you trust them, that you treat them like adults a little bit. So there's, there's elements in there that just psychologically can be very important. And beyond that, what I would say when it comes to productivity is that while remote work is not for everybody entirely, 100% of the time, I would say that in this day and age, remote work, again, is used in all professional-level jobs already to some degree.
1: So Sarah, what's your one favorite place that you work from that you always find yourself very productive in, and what is the one place you find yourself the least productive in?
0: I work from my home office. I am That is absolutely my my kind of zen, zen place um, let's see, uh, and least favorite. I've done it before in my career where I've worked in open office spaces and different phases in my life. I might've been better at that than others, but at this point I really don't like working in, um, coffee shops and things of that nature. It's just too noisy, um, too distracting. I just don't need that kind of, that background energy. Uh, so for me, I really love working at my, in my home office.
1: I'm the exact same way when it comes to the coffee shops, but I'll give you a surprise for mine where I'm the most productive is in the airport. And I know that's very strange. <laughs> But something about the white noise of travel just really sort of gets me in a zone to be very productive for some reason.
0: Yeah, planes. Planes are, not, I hear from a lot of people that planes are actually where they feel like they're most productive and partially because they're often cut off from, uh, you know, they're forced to sit there <laughs> and they're cut off from the phone and things of that nature.
1: The scourge of in-flight Wi-Fi. It's coming. <laughs> I know, I
0: know. No, it's, I think that finding your productivity spots, um, everyone, people do have different ones. And we, we on our, on our team, page we ask everybody in our company where do they work but predominantly people prefer their home offices.
1: So thinking about the future of work and remote work and what that means for productivity, I want you to think about how that's going to change in the future in the next 10 or 20 or 30 years. What are you looking towards when it comes to remote work and telepresence and being able to work from wherever you want in the
0: world? As it relates to the future of work and remote work, I would say that it's going to become much more normalized. People are going to integrate remote work into their into their roles much more seamlessly. Managers are not going to bulk at, at this proposal anymore. They're going to to kind of finally be on the side of it makes complete sense, both technologically, competitively for the company, economically for the company and the financial savings, socially, in terms of how we all interact socially online so much, um, but also socially with our own personal lives and being able to kind of mesh the two a little more fluidly in order to avoid burnout. I would say that companies are going to hopefully have more integrated global programs for this type of thing and to really be able to uh, use the best of technology while also harnessing the best of people and really embrace them both. I do believe that there are going to be hybrid situations that allow for both remote work and should allow for both remote and uh, on-site work to get the best of technology and people in many cases. I do think that there are, like our company, being completely remote, I do feel that there's going to be a much bigger pool of those companies, and it will be not something that is nearly as uh, kind of still in a state of disbelief sometimes you know when i talk to more traditional business people and tell them that we don't have a a headquarters there's still disbelief at that completely in this day and age and while that's coming it's still very much i would say in the you know one percentile of of company structures
1: sarah thank you so much it was wonderful
0: thank you i appreciate it
1: after speaking with sarah It got me thinking. Productivity and being physically in an office every day, nine to five, those things aren't linked together. There is no one-to-one relationship between presence, physical presence in an office and actually doing your job well. Sarah is trying to usher in a new generation of fuel and power to do that sort of work wherever they feel the most comfortable. We all have our productive happy places. We all have areas where we know that we do very well and do some robust work in. It's on us to find those places and it's on our employers to understand that those places might not be in the office all the time. If you're there, you're doing good work and that's really what matters. That's all for this episode of Productivity Confidential. Productivity Confidential is produced by Fastco Works in partnership with Citrix. I'm Ted Brown. Our producer is Danielle Roth.